Welcome to Blockchain Recorded, the podcast for the tech curious, where we talk about anything and everything related to the exponentially evolving crypto, blockchain, and Web 3.0 space. Our mission is simple, to share knowledge, facilitate discourse, and help evolve education in blockchain fundamentals, decentralization solutions, and relevant use cases for today's digital economy. We at Blockchain Recorded are not registered investment advisors and do not deal with financial or trading token elements, nor offer any licensed financial services. The content of this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only, while the opinions of all parties involved are their own. I'm your host, Nina Tserar, and now let's talk blockchain. Before I introduce our guest today, I'd like to remind everyone to follow us on X, former Twitter, at Recorded Podcast, where we pre-stream each episode on Spaces the day before distribution to all major podcast platforms. For the full platform list, visit our website, blockchainrecorded.com. With us today, we have Laurent Perello. Laurent is the CEO and co-founder of Artera, and uh, Laurent has actually also been on our podcast show some time ago. This is the second time he's returning, and Laurent, welcome again to Blockchain Recorded. Hello, Nina. It's a pleasure. Uh, I have enjoyed the, the previous uh, podcast. I, uh, I will do my best to provide also uh, valuable information about what we are building uh, at Artera. Perfect. Thanks for the invitation. Oh, absolutely. Uh, thank you for, for, for coming and for dedicating us the time. I know it's uh, scarce during this time, and um, I really appreciate it. Well, Laurent, as I mentioned, I, we've already hosted you on the show, and we've also collaborated through the Web3 Stronger Together initiative, uh, which we have uh, distributed some of the conversations also on our podcast and you also came to Slovenia and we met but life life went on and you embarked and started a new adventure so this is Artera but nonetheless can you just briefly tell us just quickly about your background refresh us refresh our audience and what actually brought you to co-found Artera uh, in fact, I, I used to remember to people I, I talk about uh, Artera, but I'm uh, more than 50 years old now. Uh, Congratulations. <laughs> the best half is yet to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do my best at least. <laughs> I keep doing my best. Of course. And I uh, contribute with modesty to build the web since now uh, 30 years. I have uh, been lucky enough to be early in, in all uh, web important uh, evolution. I have been a cloud computing and SaaS pioneer in charge of evangelizing big companies and then uh, small and medium business to adopt a cloud um, solution to improve their, uh, their core business, mm -hmm. uh, their business process also. And I'm uh, involved in uh, what we call at this time uh, the decentralization blockchain. Now we call it Web3 since uh, more than eight years now. Mm -hmm. I have been at this moment fascinated by uh, the Satoshi Nakamoto white paper. I'm still uh, fascinated much more in a ph philosophical point of view, uh, in a technical point of view. I, I don't minimize the the brilliant innovation, it is far away from this, mm -hmm. but I think it's much more than uh, in innovation. And I keep reading the, the Satoshi Nakamoto white paper now since, uh, since since this moment. Every Saturday, my, if I remember correctly. Yes, <laughs> yeah, 
I remember exactly. that now. <laughs> yeah, Saturday reading. Only, <laughs> and uh, actually, it's the only moment I uh, dedicate to myself since few months. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I have decided it was the moment to build Artera. Mm -hmm. And um, in fact, I can't forget uh, what I have uh, learned on the way and uh, how, uh, our way of consuming, interacting with the web has changed. And uh, since early 2018, I have been constantly uh, talking to everyone involved in this industry. But the, the, the main issue we face regarding the mass adoption we are talking about since, uh, you know, soon a, a decade is not uh, the fact we are missing something in a technical point of view. It's just we are not delivering this to the right uh, right market and not in the in the good way. And it's what we try to uh, we aim to solve with uh, Arter. Mm -hmm. So, uh, in fact, we have to keep in mind that uh, for now it's just a small community, a niche in the niche, uh, early adopters. And for each major innovation, it has al always been uh, first businesses adopting the innovation and the main factor of uh, adoption is uh, simply the cost acquisition mm -hmm. and for any business there is a, a basic rule control your cost if you don't control your cost you can't expect to be profitable and if you are not profitable you are not sustainable the reason why we see a, a such a more higher uh, failure rate in web3 what we call you know, Web3 than in Web2. It's because uh, the, the business model is simply not the good one. We aim to bring back the best and the most successful uh, business model in Web3. I mean the subscription-based one. Everything in our life is uh, now uh, subscription-based and more and more. Even uh, the autom automotive industry, you now like uh, BMW, you buy a new car, you have access to all options. And a few months later, you you don't get anymore such option, but you can subscribe to keep having this option. It's not uh, sell anymore as an add-on. Uh, you get access for free for a period of time. And uh, a lot of uh, SaaS mm -hmm. products have the same approach since uh, more than a decade, for some mostly two decades already. Mm -hmm. And uh, having this pay-as-you-go business model is not the best one. According to a YC uh, a combinator uh, study, they made, uh, they analyzed all the startups who went through their incubator. And the, the, the result is pretty simple. 50% of the su successful startups uh, have a subscription-based model when only 5% have a pay-as-you-go business model. So it means that if you launch a startup having a subscription-based model, you have 10 times more chance of success than if you apply a subscription-based one. We have seen that the biggest and most profitable marketplace, Amazon, has also launched a subscription. Twitter, the first thing Elon Musk made, it's to change the, 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 the business model. Why? And we see there is a polemic, actually, a lot of advertisers decide to blackmail uh, Twitter. You, you become dependent on actors who have some power in your business. 
when it's a subscription base, the end user has the power. Mm -hmm. If the product is good enough to subscribe, they, they will subscribe. And if they are satisfied, they, they will keep the subscription. Yes. So you, you switch from trying to add external incomes like uh, advertising to be customer centric and you don't build the product in the same way, uh, simply. Yeah. So Artera is a layer one. Why a layer one? Because, uh, <laughs> you get that question, I'm sure, yeah, all the time. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a legit question. Why? Because we have seen that um, relying on the Ethereum increase the cost and predictability and the cost volatility. And this is the, the main point, in fact. We have seen uh, recently that the conjunction of inflation and energy crisis has totally destroyed some business model. Some businesses, uh, manufacturers, uh, profitable since a few decades, mm -hmm. have uh, just uh, been uh, destroyed in a few months. Why? Because when you don't control your cost anymore, you don't control your business anymore. It's as simple as it is. You know, big manufacturers don't sell their product based on how much it costs at the moment they produce. Most of the time, they have already sold the product before. And most of the time, they have a two, three years agreement with a clear pricing. And when you have to produce at a higher cost than what you sell, you are just totally, totally fucked, simply. So who can understand that you go to the shop, you buy a bottle of water, it costs one dollar, one euro, one something. You are alone in the shop, it costs one. You go outside, you pay, you say thank you. You go outside, you say, oh, in fact, I need two bottles of water. You come back in the shop and there is few people. You give the bottle of water to the shop owner and he say, hey, it's $1.1. You have a look and say, hey, two minutes ago it was one. And he say, hey, look around. There is a beginning of congestion. You pay, you go outside, you say, maybe I should buy a third one. Mm -hmm. You come back. The shop is full of people. And then the price is too. You pay, but um, you never come back again in this shop. Why? Because it's not possible. Could you imagine that the price of every product, every services would change at any time? It's just the antithesis of what a business is. We need cost prediction if we want to be able to set a pricing model. So what we bring, a layer one, fully EVM, why? Because EVM is a standard now. Uh, there is a, the majority of developers in Web3 are coding using Solidity. There is a strong community and a lot of tools helping builders. And for end user, we are one click away from their EVM wallet like, uh, like MetaMask. But it's, it's not enough just to deliver a, a new layer one fully EVM compatible. We, we need to solve this scalability issue limitation. So we make a fusion with a, a DAG based protocol. We will deliver Artera in two phases. The first one, the current one with Lachesis DAG protocol. But the real Artera magic will happen next year when we will deploy our own proprietary Blaze DAG protocol. And the first test we, we made in a laboratory environment, we were able to reach uh, more than 850,000 
TPS. So even facing the reality, you know that it could be uh, a bit uh, lower, but even if it's uh, two times less, it's uh, largely enough to be to really be able to handle uh, the mass adoption we expect. And we are trying to uh, bring sooner than uh, what we see actually. Just to, you've, you've said a lot already of the information in what you just described. Uh, there's a lot to unpack there. I want to take a step back and just ask you, and I, I ask this, my guests, usually almost every, on every podcast channel, and some may think this question is relevant, some, some not, and you just talked about the scalability issue, but first, where do you see that Artera lies within the Ethereum ecosystem? It could actually help our listeners to maybe paint the picture a bit clearer, and where would you, if you would, place Artera on the blockchain trilemma diagram so in other words in terms of what you just mentioned in terms of scalability and then decentralization and security yeah so i told you what i say is often considered as a bit controversial uh, nina but but i speak frankly you know there is a huge gap between the public narrative and the business reality in fact since years we are talking about this uh, blockchain trilemma, we are explaining that if we didn't get the mass adoption, we expect it's only due uh, to a lack of missing some technical improvement. In my opinion, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not real, and I, I will explain uh, in details. I will start about uh, how we position ourselves in the web free industry. We are far away from uh, being uh, the one coming and saying we are the next killer. I hate this kind of speech uh, because I keep remembering to people that in real life, some real people are killed every day. It's not the kind of language we should use. I first keep telling to people that everything we do, it's first humans, co-building with humans, for humans. I keep remembering and telling to people that most of the people using any innovation, any innovation, a car, a coffee machine, a, a mobile phone, a computer, doesn't care about how it works behind it's just something that solves a problem, that brings a utility. So being too, too technical uh, focus, we, we miss the point and we, we create a huge gap between people, basic people needs and uh, what we are building. So how we position ourselves simply like an alternative and far away from just being an alternative we aim also to bring utility to other blockchain. I, I will explain a bit later, and you will have a scoop today because it's not public yet. But uh, oh, I will share with <laughs> you. Yes, because we we've got uh, last days a really exciting discussion internally, and uh, I'm really proud and um, glad to have a, a, a such a co-founder as uh, Flavius. Is uh, just uh, brilliant, and you know, I often come and say, "Hey, Flavius, I have an idea." 
and he's the guy who is able to, to, to tell me to come back and saying, hey, I, 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 it's doable, we can do it. And I found a way to do it. So it's, it's really easy because I'm not a, a developer, I'm a business developer, I'm a strategist, I'm a creative person, but I'm not the one who will code what I can imagine. And it's uh, really, uh, really comfortable for me uh, to, to be able to rely uh, on uh, his uh, talent. So, so he's the executor. Yeah, much more because he's... <laughs> You're the idea generator and he's the executor. It's, and you, you know, it's something to, to, to get an ID, to have an ID, but it's something else to be able to realize it and to... Absolutely. You can have it. ideas, but it's making them happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is a pretty rare, uh, the capacity uh, to realize, concretize uh, this in a pragmatic and uh, efficiency is, uh, is a key word. So, uh, as I told you, we don't want to compete. We bring an alternative. When we talk about uh, the blockchain trilemma, scalability, security, decentralization, You know, people are waiting for the perfect uh, solution, but there is no perfect solution. It's all about how you are able to improve on the way your product to keep offering the best answer to the users. And users, I, I say it again, first businesses and then end users, indi individuals. We are talking about security. Uh, security, it's not just about... Uh, being enough decentralized to offer a high level of core blockchain security. Security should be an holistic approach. Why? Because most of the hack, basic reality, 50% of the hack, it's a web browser attack. Okay, malicious code injected in a UI. We have seen this uh, yesterday again. Two famous big decks, boom. You know, malicious code injection, You click, boom, your wallet drain. Okay, so what this comes in this trilemma. The reality is outside this trilemma. How many smart contract exploitation? Mm -hmm. You know, this is the reality, the basic reality. Keep talking about this trilemma. But guys, while we talk about this, we don't solve the real problem. So we have a holistic approach in terms of security. We enter in, in a partnership with uh, Cybers and recently with uh, Lossless, two solutions to proactively monitor all smart contracts deployed on Arter. Uh, Cybers is particularly focused on the preparation phase because uh, hacker, before the hack, there is time to time a long preparation phase and they are able to detect some pattern and to send real-time alerts. Mm -hmm. And if uh, a, a smart contract introduces a pause function, you can easily pause the smart contract to protect by default your end users. Okay. And then you in investigate if it's a, a real positive uh, alert, you can react. And if it's a false positive, you can unpause the smart contract. But it's not enough. We enter also in the partnership with a top-notch innovative uh, solution to uh, prevent, detect malicious um, code in the UI. It will be also included to proactively uh, monitor uh, each DAP deployed on Arter. And uh, we enter in a partnership also with uh, Nefture to uh, also uh, protect the end user at uh, the wallet level. So during the development cycle, it's 
security by design by default. We enter in a partnership with Solidity Scan, for example, to audit, use already any vulnerabilities, uh, potential issue. Then we are selecting trusted security audit partners. And then after deployment, we have several layers, several tools mm -hmm. to keep reducing the risk because in terms of security, there is no zero risk. It's all about reducing as much as possible. It's the first blockchain having this approach. Then when we talk about decentralization, the decentralization, it's always a permanent and progressive journey. You can't go fully being fully decentralized from day one. It's like the governance. It's a never-ending story. It's a never-ending improvement, like so, a democracy. Yeah, yeah, it's you know? a process. Exactly. Right. And scalability, uh, the reason why we bring uh, our Blaze DAG innovation to really uh, be able to, to support any mass adoption. At the world, regarding, you know, people used to tell me, yes, but you could, uh, it should be a layer two. Uh -huh. And I say, really? guys, yeah, 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 often. I say, guys, when you buy a house or you build a house, there is a roof. The roof has a function. Mm -hmm. It's raining. And you have to assume that the roof is not doing uh, properly the work. It should. The house is not protected. It's raining in house. So most of the time, people will call someone to repair the Directly. roof. <laughs> in Web3, we think it's uh, more adequate, more useful, to build a roof on top of the roof. It's raining again. So you call the architect, you tell him, hey, I've get, got a great idea, let's build a roof on top of the roof. The architect, his job is to satisfy uh, the clients. Oh, yes, great idea. I will design a nice, amazing, unseen roof on top of the roof. <laughs> so you build the roof on top of the roof, it's raining and the same. It's raining in your house. Mm -hmm. So again, what do you do? Do you repair the roof on top of the roof? No. You call the architect and you say, hey, I've got again a brilliant idea. Let's build a roof on top of the roof, on top of the roof. The reality is far away. You know, in terms of engineering, people forget that the first electric car, people were able to drive a few thousand kilometers only. Yeah. Then they have improved not only the car, but also the battery. Yeah. Letting people to make 100 kilometers. Now the most efficient one, it's up to 1,000 kilometers. So do you buy a car to make 10 kilometers and then you use a second one to make 100 kilometers and a third one to make up to 1,000 kilometers? No, you have one car and you expect that this car will be able to support the need you have. So the reason why we don't build a layer two or layer three or whatever at the layer one, it's because we want to improve the core product rather than trying to solve the core product limitation by a product built on top of the product. That's fair enough. I like your illustration and your metaphor. <laughs> it's it's uh, Thank you. it's nice to to actually think about it that way versus like a very technical explanation. Just that's very clear. In terms of my research, I came across um, what you already alluded before, the statement that says, forget about gas fees, which is the gasless mode is now much more and more talked about in the space. 
Can you talk about your forget about gas fees approach and what that means for for the space and where you envision your progress going? Yeah, in fact, it's it's uh, one more time. It's pretty simple. I go back to the reality, okay, and uh, I put myself in a simple and stupid user. Could you imagine each time you search something on the web, boom, transaction fees. Yeah. Each time you like a post, boom, transaction fees. You upload a document in your drive, in your Dropbox, boom, transaction fees. You send an email, a message, boom, transaction fees. No. The user should not deal with that. It's absolutely not possible. It has been the case at the beginning of the web when the modem was uh, doing a kind of <laughs> you know it was the case everything you were loading you were paying for this yeah it was pay as you go for the the mobile phone it was the same i remember my first radiocom 2000 a huge stuff you know and we were paying indecent price it was unpredictable bill at the end of the month it was you know What? How much? You know, mm-hmm. they quickly offered the package, fixed price for a fixed quota. Nowadays, we call it subscription. We forget we have a quota. Everything subscription-based, it's all about quota. Even if it's unlimited, when you take the time to read the agreement you sign in free click without reading, there is always limitation. So... We pay the same amounts month to month. We use it and we forget about the quota. It's exactly the same experience we we aim to bring to uh, web free users and and any web user because we have a really agnostic approach in terms of adoption. So it's pretty simple. You subscribe and then you forget about gas fees. Uh, our first year, one dollar uh, up to thirty transactions per day without uh, any gas fees, and that's it. This is for the end user for DApps. I used to tell it's an improved version of account abstraction. Account abstraction, it's really great for the end user. Uh, we we put the dust under the carpet. For the end user, there is no more transaction unpredictable and volatile gas fees to pay. Uh, but for the DAP, it's uh, actually, in my opinion, putting, putting the business at risk. We have seen a few months ago that a simple meme token in a bear market where average 20 TPS on uh, Ethereum and Polygon, the gas fees went crazy like uh, in the last phase of uh, bear market, just because one MIM token went live on Ethereum. And all related blockchain, blockchain related to Ethereum, have to face this uh, transaction fees increase, cost increase. Arbitrum wallet went out of it, you know, running, but without being able uh, during a moment to uh, back up on it. So it's it's not the good approach in my point of view. I'm pretty sure that the whole industry will move to a subscription-based model in the next few years. We intense, intense, anticipate this. Uh, and it, it's not just only implementing something that offers a way to bring a, a quota of gas, You pay once and you you consume it. It's also how you deliver this to builders and businesses to be able to themselves integrate this in their subscription plan. 
if I just may interject here, yeah. so you pay in terms of your subscription model. Yeah. Yes, of course, everything is moving towards that. So you pay once, and you mentioned thirty transact up to thirty transactions per day. Yeah. Why thirty? How or how is that determined? Uh, why you know when you start and you you bring uh, such uh, innovation, uh, you disrupt the business model. You have to make some uh, assumption. Okay, it's a starting point. Is will that could that change uh, as time goes on? It will. It, it will. will. Yes. And, and we are uh, designing uh, over tiers for several uh, kind of uh, uh, profile. Uh, for example, a subscription dedicated to gamers. Mm-hmm. It will be we will embed several subscription, uh, for example, all game deployed on Artera, and then you subscribe to this uh, gamer uh, subscription, and you forget about gas fees on all game deployed on Artera. And a gamer has a, is much more active than uh, someone who buy time to time some NFTs. We also are bringing a new way to enjoy some decentralized alternative to well-known products uh, decentralized mail with Emu Free. Mm-hmm. It's free, three hundred and twenty billion emails uh, per year. Uh, last uh, statistic. So a lot of people send a lot of email per day. So the same, we aim to offer the subscription that suits perfectly for this kind of use case or a decentralized alternative to to we transfer web free cross share. A decentralized, decentralized alternative to Dropbox. Yes. PX Drive built by uh, Polynation X. So you have some people who upload one doc per day and you have uh, people who upload 10, 50 docs per day in Dropbox. So we have to define this uh, usage profile and we assume that we will have a, a period dedicated to uh, design perfectly the best subscription that suits to different uh, use cases. So we start the entry point. It's also symbolic. One dollar, you know, I have decided to set this uh, one dollar tier in, inspired by a, a telecom operator in France. They were internet provider and uh, they've got the license to also offer a, a, a mobile phone subscription. And the market was uh, dominated by free, uh, free uh, actors. <laughs> yeah. And how you can uh, compete you know, you don't have the same uh, infrastructure. You buy, you rent their infrastructure. So the only way to be competitive and to attract uh, customers is have a really aggressive pricing model. And so they started basically to offer a one euro subscription to their internet subscriber customer. And it went uh, really viral. And today they are the second biggest uh, operator in France. Interesting. Well, funny enough, actually, uh, just back to what you're talking about, the decentralized mail and uh, yeah, yeah. an alternative we transferred, so decentralized um, file exchange uh, solution. We actually uh, just hosted uh, David from Pollination X. So I'm actually, uh, it's, it's, I'm very pleased that that his or, or that solution is actually getting integrated into, into your project. It's, it's always good to hear of strides like that in Web3. But I'm also, I'm also just curious, you know, as per my knowledge, there are some different EIPs already out there. So EIP meaning for our audience, uh, Ethereum improvement proposals um, that actually are dedicated to the challenge of the subscription-based models. Are, does Artera 
use these to ena- and enable one of these EIPs to solve the transaction subscription? Or do you actually, did you develop your own solution to do that? In fact, we have uh, created, built our own uh, solution. Okay. Because it's not enough to just uh, bring a new uh, standard, smart contract standard, with few uh, propositions and some uh, since uh, 2017 or 2018, uh, the oldest one, but we haven't seen any mass implementation. Why? Because you have to understand how, uh, what is the, the, the SaaS industry before doing such proposition. It's not just about uh, collecting money based on the periodic uh, time frame, you know, monthly, yearly, each week, or so on. It's also uh, managing everything behind and around. It means a customer. It means if you do it uh, in a compliant way, an invoice. It means collecting tax mm-hmm. because it's easy to implement uh, a new smart uh, contract standard to support collecting some crypto each month, but it's something else to do it in a compliant way. And the reason why, it's not only having implementing the code that supports this on-chain, but also uh, we have built our own subscription management platform to be able to manage to, to create easily a subscription plan and to manage this uh, subscription in terms of uh, gas quota, in terms of add-ons you could add, uh, in terms of payment option. We don't aim just to offer this to web-free people. We really want to uh, onboard each one, everyone, everywhere. What does it mean? Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's take uh, 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 web-free cross-share as an example. Web-free cross-share, a decentralized alternative to WeTransfer. You don't give your data to WeTransfer. It's decentralized storage. For me, it's a huge improvement in terms of privacy and security. Absolutely. So, freemium model. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, there is a 20, 20 million active uh, WeTransfer users as of today. Okay? 20 million. We, we don't have any DAP actually who have a such active uh, user base uh, to <laughs> just to keep this in mind. Mm-hmm. So you can easily attract a part of these uh, users telling them, hey guys, there is a free version on uh, WeTransfer. We also offer a, f- a free version. Okay. And with the same quota, but rather than giving your uh, data to WeTransfer, you own, you keep owning your data. So more privacy, more security. For sure, you can attract some people. But if you tell them, but you will have to create a web-free wallet and you know your private key and blah, blah, blah. And then you will have to buy some crypto first. Why? Because you need to cover uh, the transaction fees. doesn't work. If you tell them, guys, if you want to create your account using a social login, your email, up to you. If you want to use a web-free wallet, up to you. If you use, want to use it for free, you don't need any crypto. And if you want to subscribe, you can pay in fiat, card, Apple Pay, Google Pay, whatever you want. Are you paying crypto? We bring, bring back the choice mm-hmm. to the user. Each one should be able to choose the way they want to consume what we bring and not forcing people to... We are talking about bringing Web2 people in Web3 Technically, it's a migration 
You know, when people, you tell them, hey, you will have to migrate from Outlook on to, to Gmail at the beginning of Google Apps. Trust me, for a lot of people, it was a stressing moment. In France, I have seen people doing a strike because we were of forcing course. them. <laughs> yeah, in France, we, I assume we make a strike for... Strike uh, for Google for, Docs. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. But it's a, it's a reality. Yeah. It's a reality. I face this, you know. So I often give this example, uh, a company, I, I, I went 26 December to make a training to uh, the C-level employee. I came, they told me, no, not today, it's council strike. Why? Because uh, we, nobody asked us if we agree and we, it's our right to make us a strike. What is the, the reason? Uh, I don't want to, to quit Outlook. I can use it. I close my eyes. I can still use it. Gmail, it's missing a lot of things. It was real. I told them, guys, is it your only problem? Yes, so we don't have any problem. I just set up in Outlook few things, EMAP, mm -hmm. and that's it. You will use Google server and not anymore Microsoft server. You keep using your the UI you want to use, but behind it, it's not the same technology anymore. One minute, problem solved. For now, we are forcing people. And I'm really uh, excited to see more and more projects bringing social logging, smart wallets, solution. Uh, it's a good progress, but we also need to integrate this in the DAP and to change a bit our mindset because uh, not your key, not your blah, blah, blah. Okay, but guys, uh, we, we forget to secure properly the smart contract. We forget to secure properly the UI and then we, we report the responsibility on end user. I think it's not the good way. We, we talk about inclusivity, banking the unbanked people since years. But guys, how can you explain that sending money, the same amount never cost the same. And most of the time, it's, it's more expensive than uh, using a simple wire transfer or uh, MoneyGram, for example, or Western Union. Right. It doesn't work. So we have to renounce a bit right. uh, to this perpetual, uh, you know, technical speech and coming back to uh, the simple reality and user and business reality. Well, let's, because you just uh, alluded to adoption and adoption is of course key. And on actually on your website, I saw a statement or read the statement that says you will never face adoption barriers again, easily onboard both web two and web three users. What is Artera's model or what is your strategy to overcome the Web3 onboarding challenges? Uh, the same, you know, what is, when you, you analyze uh, the key metrics, mm -hmm. our industry, we have to assume that uh, there is two, two kinds of uh, DAP generating the most of the transaction. From one side, it's uh, trading, perpetual DEX, uh, some boat, you know, generating a lot of transaction and in the other side, it's all the games generating a lot. Why? Because people used to play uh, some all day long and it's addictive. And when you play, you make a lot of transactions. And even more, if you can earn in game, some, some, uh, you, you can get some reward. People are incentivized and there is a really fast growing adoption. 
but we are limiting this one more, more time and not taking care about how this industry is uh, doing and uh, doing well, actually. Because when you study the main uh, actors in the gaming industry, like uh, Ubisoft, it's a subscription-based model, simply. You, know? you subscribe and that, then you get access to a lot of game. We, we aim to, do, to offer the same. And if you don't need a web-free wallet, you can create your account. But behind, we create the wallet for you. You can play, you subscribe, $1, $2, $3. You don't care about gas fees. You don't need crypto first. There is no more barrier. You can offer your product to anyone, everywhere. You know, we forget that in a lot of countries, it's just impossible to buy crypto. Of course. So we exclude a lot of people, actually. Of course. No, absolutely. I mean, that's that's one of the bigger mentality shifts that need, needs to happen. But as the more we have these conversations, the, the closer I, I believe we're getting to that. I think it's key to talk about it and to explain, for one, obviously what happens on the front end, which you talk a lot about. Okay, so I'm subscribing to something, I pay a one-time fee, and it's a forever thing. I'm curious, how are you achieving this on the back end? So what is, for example, the gas fee model on Artera? If you can talk about this, this may be actually a question for Flavius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but <laughs> so I, I, I'm sort of I, I, I'm sort of dumping I, I, you in the no, water. No, 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 no not at all. I, <laughs> you know, but I, I'm sort of I'm always I'm always playing devil's advocate and, and being skeptical. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely agree with you 100. Yeah, percent I'm always you know I just what happens on the back end? You know, people so people are not skeptical. Okay, this is forever. Sounds too good to be true. How are you doing it on the back end to sustain your business model? In fact, I will uh, answer in a really a simple way. Okay. In fact, any transaction, it's uh, uh, you consume some gas, okay? And ba yes. based on the token in which you pay the gas price at this moment, it has a cost. Right. So it's right. the volume of gas per the, the token price equal the cost, simply. Okay. We are fully EVM, so we have the same way of dealing with gas than over EVM blockchain. It's exactly the same. Mm -hmm. But if you set your price in fiat, you sell a quantity of gas in fiat, the price is stable. You don't care about the token uh, price volatility. It's simply a quantity of gas that you sell in fiat. One dollar is one dollar. One euro is one euro. You don't care if the token... Uh, the native token of the blockchain or the token used to pay the gas fees, uh, the price suddenly surge more than 30%. You don't care. Quantity of gas, fixed price in fiat, and that's it. As simple as it is. So fixed price. A fixed price. Mm -hmm. There's another statement that I wanted to, to, to talk to you about. So at Artera's website, there's, there's another statement you have. You say no more unsustainable projects. So join us to be part of a circular, inclusive ecosystem. You obviously you talk about the Artera wallet, and actually, can you clarify that? What what do you what what do you mean by that specifically? So, uh, in fact, some people tell me that I'm really business oriented, but uh, sorry, guys, everything we do it's business. <laughs> <laughs> business development, of course. You know, the more we 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 go on. Uh, on uh, Artera journey, the more I discuss with uh, all people also uh, contributing to this ecosystem, I mean service provider, 
Uh, the more I discover that uh, a lot of them have already a subscription-based model mm -hmm. and not in crypto in fiat. Why? Because they run a real business. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the month, you have to pay some bills. You pay your employees. Most of your expenses are in fiat. The, 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 the reality. Today, what is the business model of uh, most of the existing uh, web-free app, web-free startup? In fact, it's all about adding uh, fees on top of, uh, of fees. You have the transaction fees and then we add the protocol fees. So you add a percentage on something that is volatile. If you, I come back to the reality, I, I, I'm in love with uh, numbers, statistics, analytics. So each weekend I spend a moment to uh, uh, study the reality of Defilama, Nansen, Token Terminal, and uh, I invite each one to have a look and they would be surprised to discover that there is the public speech and there is the uh, web-free business reality. Okay, most of the projects are just not profitable at all. You know, mm -hmm. there is maybe 5% of the uh, existing ecosystem uh, generating enough uh, incomes to, to, to be profitable and sustainable. And you will discover that some big projects are spending uh, 100, 1,000 times more money than what they, they generate uh, as incomes. I don't know any business uh, being able to last forever like this. We, we, we rely on uh, the crypto side of Web3 to last Token has never and will never replace a sustainable business model. We offer a unique opportunity, in fact, to, to any uh, builder's web-free app. Why? Because if they are already deployed on other chain, they can then make a kind of uh, business mo model A-B testing. They keep the current one, which is not sustainable up to up as of today, and they can try to implement a subscription-based one on Artera. It's pretty simple. They just deploy their Solidity smart contract. They add a few lines of code to support our uh, subscription model. And then they create, in a few minutes, their subscription plan. They activate uh, the checkout of their choice. And boom, they offer an alternative to their user, telling, hey, guys, on this blockchain, you will pay transaction fees here. Mm -hmm. It's subscription-based. And uh, we engage them to also offer a freemium model. Guys, you can use it. You can use our DEX for free. Mm -hmm. You can make one swap per day for free. No transaction fees. If you want more, we have several tiers, up to five swap per day. And if you are a De DeFi master, uh, it, there is uh, the tier, uh, the premium and subscribe, it costs 10, 15, 20, whatever, and just enjoy, make uh, the swap you need, uh, bring uh, liquidity, uh, claim your uh, staking reward without uh, facing any transaction fees uh, anymore. Um, I'd like to understand uh, how uh, Artera's validation works just really quickly. You mentioned that you love numbers and you love statistics and you love economics and yeah. and whatnot. So, if you can help us understand how, what are the validator incentives and economics uh, for in in the Artera system? In fact, we have a du du dual uh, uh, business model. We keep supporting the pay as you go. Okay. Uh, and on this model, ten uh, percent by design, by default, ten percent of the collected collected fees 
go back to the smart contract owner. Okay. It's all about sustainability. I missed to talk a, a bit about it, but I will come back in a moment. Sure. And because your question is part of the answer. And it's the same for validators. You know, it's all about an ecosystem. A blockchain, a protocol has several actors involved. You have the validators, you have the dApps, and you have the end users. You know, and if you don't satisfy each actors, I have created a methodology to decision making methodology uh, 25 years ago that I have called the free actors to, to satisfy. In any situation, you, you can find these uh, free actors. In a couple, it's uh, you, me, and us. Here, we have the validators, we have the, the DAP, and we have the end users. So we, we have to set what will be the optimized option satisfying equally each actors. So for the validators, we bring also a new business model, telling them, hey, guys, for now, you just have a commission on the transaction fees generated. So their business reality, to be a node operator, validator, you have to rent a server, monthly cost. From month to month, you pay the same cost. Okay. But in the other side, you don't know how much incomes you will make. Mm -hmm. So here we tell them, guys, you will have not only a commission on the pay-as-you-go transaction, but you will also have a commission on the subscription. And as soon as you talk, uh, we talk about subscription, we talk about recurring, monthly recurring revenue, yearly recurring revenue, and then you can predict and align your business model to the projected revenue. Then you switch from uh, talking about active wallet to be customer centric. Uh, you, you switch from building your product because you are engaged in a innovation race to deliver what your customer needs, expect. So listening, asking to your customer, taking care, they are satisfied, improving your retention rate. The real value of any blockchain it's not the technology the blockchain deliver, bring. It's all about the ecosystem. And when you analyze, you see that mostly all blockchain currently, the, the biggest part of the uh, created value is aggregated by the core protocol and the validators. The builders don't have a fair part and the, the end user pay the cost. So a global vision, you know, I have been inspired. Uh, I started to design Artera early in 2018, and I call this the ideal sustainable layer one ecosystem. And it's what we are building today. We need the core infrastructure. We need also the tool, the solution to be able to easily implement this business model, subscription-based, with our, what we call SMP, subscription management platform, and also engaging projects and the community to, to join and to contribute to this co-building uh, process. It's really a co-building journey. I, I say it again, humans co-building with humans for humans. Yes. Uh, just quickly back to the validators. How many how many validators does Artera have? And are there any technical requirements to be a validator? Uh, in, in fact, we have set, uh, we will go live with uh, 50 validators at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And when people... Uh, could uh, claim that uh, it's not decentralized enough. We have some blo existing blockchain uh, who we all know that it's not decentralized at all. I say it again, decentralization, it's a, it's a never-ending process. Mm -hmm. 
um, it will be needed to to stake at uh, at least 100,000 uh, token. But in phase two, when we will deploy our BlazeDAG protocol, we, we aim to uh, radically improve the decentralization because we will be able technically to to handle a, a more a biggest a bigger and a bigger network so we do it in two phases to be able with lacasis today to be able to go fast uh, and to go live fast uh, in less than uh, one year mm-hmm. uh, most of the uh, blockchain project uh, use, usually uh, takes uh, two three years before going live we go we go fast and then we will improve our product uh, doing an upgrade not a migration uh, starting uh, next year i see i have just one more technical question before i before i ask others yeah. how is artera planning to solve any bridging in terms of the bridging how are you going about that you know being evm compatible facilitate uh, a lot of uh, integration in fact mm-hmm. uh, people should know that uh, when uh, you launch a new blockchain you have a lot of actors uh, asking for a huge amount of money to integrate your protocol and when i say huge <laughs> amount time to time <laughs> millions Uh, okay everything is overpriced and some are comfortable enough to tell you yes you know we have received two million from Mm -hmm. this blockchain and uh, say great guys congrats but how long does it take Mm. does it take and they answer uh, really you know with no shame oh you know as you are EVM compatible uh, two developers two months it's done so you are telling me two million for two developers two months you know, listen, no way. Uh, but we are lucky enough uh, to have a lot of partners who, who, who have a different approach. Uh, we have already several uh, Oracle, a data provider, a bridge. Uh, we will go live with at least uh, four bridges uh, from day one. It's uh, a way to connect Artera to more than uh, uh, 35 blockchain certainly up to 50. So in a technical point of view, it's it's not complicated as we are fully EVM compatible. We have seen that, that non-EVM uh, blockchain, it was uh, uh, often uh, a, a, a journey in the journey to be integrated on a major uh, bridge. As we are fully EVM compatible, it's, uh, it's not the same uh, complexity. So from day one, we will have, uh, people will have the choice and I really want that each one can choose the solution that suits perfectly to him or to her. Oh, absolutely. Um, so you mentioned, so you're still in testnet and mainnet is on the horizon yeah. for yeah. January? No. In fact, Genesis block uh, on Christmas, Ah. A symbolic day for Genesis block. Ah, it's Christmas day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then uh, we will have a one-month period, the name uh, private mainnet. In fact, it's uh, giving the time to DAPS joining us to deploy and then to set all security measures before going live. Mm -hmm. And uh, the the public launch uh, third week of uh, January, I see. we call it the the grand opening and uh, we will offer uh, a unique uh, experience to anyone 
mm -hmm. uh, because we have decided to offer uh, a free subscription during uh, three months. So people will be able to interact with all dApps without the need to buy any token. AA is our native token. There will be no AA token in circulation the first three months. Why? Because we want to offer for free an easy way to anyone to make a trial. You know, in real life, you often go in the shop and, you know, the shop owner, uh, you want to make a trial, yeah, just taste, you know, but in way free, we tell to people, hey, you can make a trial, but first pay transaction fees. Sure. Sampling is important <laughs> before you know what you're buying. Yeah, because we have a gamification approach uh, uh, for, for testnet that we will keep also for mainnet. Mm -hmm. We will introduce the weekly grand lottery with uh, rather than paying insane amount to crypto influencers to uh, contribute to their to the the buy of the next Lambo, uh, we decided to give the, the it's one more time uh, uh, our vision of sustainability and circular economy. Uh, we will allocate the marketing budget to end users and uh, 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 dApps deploy. So the grand lottery it's, uh, for end users, it's pretty simple. A huge pool price each week. One transaction equals one free ticket. The more transaction you do, the more ticket you've got, the more chance to win something you will have. And the same for dApps, we will have a pool price, weekly pool price. If, let's say, 10 million transactions have been made during the week. Your uh, DAP has generated 1 million transactions. You will receive 10% of the pool price. If it's uh, uh, 1,000, it will be 0.1% and so on. Proportionally to the number, total number of transactions, you will uh, get a, a share of the pool price. Oh, that's quite an, uh, an incentive program you have envisioned there. <laughs> Uh, it's the way I think also to uh, contribute to the, the the ecosystem attractivity for the end users, sure. and also to to demonstrate concretely uh, to project that uh, uh, when we talk about uh, building a, a fair circular uh, economy, it's not just some uh, words uh, we do. Uh, we say we prove on chain. Perfect. Um, uh Governance. I'm curious about Artera's governance. How is it set up and how does it work? In, in, in fact, we can't have uh, one way of managing the whole governance for an ecosystem. You know, in, uh, in real life, you have the, the civil code, you have uh, the tax code and so on. So for each topic, you have particular way of dealing, managing things. Mm -hmm. So we will have a core protocol uh, governance with uh, validators, but we also want to introduce a different kind of governance. For example, for uh, what we call the perpetual uh, grant program, a part of the generated incomes will go to a, a pool, mm -hmm. a vault, and then we will have three sub-DAO. One will be the foundation, one will be the ecosystem involving validators and uh, DAPs uh, deployed in the ecosystem, and one will be dedicated to users. One person, one vote, and each one will be able to, to vote, to say, okay, I agree to allocate a grant for this project or for this initiative. 
And if the SubDAO Foundation SubDAO vote yes, the, the project will get one third of the grant. If the ecosystem vote yes, the project will also get one third. And if the community votes yes, they will get one third, but independently. So if the community decide it's worth to support this project, up to the community to decide. If the ecosystem decide, up to the ecosystem. And if the foundation decide, because it's sweet, it's contribute to the long-term vision, up to the foundation to decide. So it's not only one me governance mechanism, but it will be several. And far away from this, it's, you know, uh, governance, it's all about experimentation. Mm -hmm. We are not using law created two centuries ago. Law is changing constantly. Why? Because you have to adjust based on the evolution, the, the mentality, what is uh, uh, legal today was illegal by the past or what was legal by, by the past could, could be illegal today. So it's all about uh, a never-ending process, in fact, and more than the pure governance mechanism, what uh, really matters in my point of view, it's how you, you manage this perpetual evolution. And when, one more time, you involve each one, everyone, to contribute to this evolution. Mm. What we are missing actually in, uh, in real life uh, with our democracy system. So it's really interesting to, to, come, to come back to the core principle of uh, the liquid democracy and to, to, to explore this. There is a lot of people who, who have uh, made a lot of research, experimentation in this domain who will join us to, to also um, explore uh, several kinds of uh, governance for several topics in order to define what, what, what is uh, working the best. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about the core team? Uh, since we're talking about a little bit about that, um, as I understand, Artera's core team is in Romania. Is that am I right, or is it? No, uh, no, no not really. In fact, uh, part of the team, part of the team is in uh, Romania. I'm uh, I'm living in uh, Bucharest mm -hmm. too. But uh, we have team members in Spain, uh, in Portugal, in France, uh, in uh, Malta, in Italy. Uh, we are extending the, the team, actually. We are a small team. Uh, you know, often people uh, start to ask me, uh, how many, how much money have you raised and how big is the team? So <laughs> and I, what I, do you I, say? <laughs> you know, what a meet again. Uh, you know, <laughs> I have advised a dozen of dozen uh, Web2 startups. Um, some have raised uh, hundreds of millions. And most of the time, when you raise a lot of money, you start to make stupid decisions. Yeah. You recruit a lot of people without taking care and taking the time to onboard people properly, taking the time to train themselves. Then you start to spend a lot in marketing because you need some metrics, but you don't invest <laughs> uh, uh, to to. To, to get some future revenue, you just spend for spending to create a kind of hype and even more in Web3, you know, they, they, uh, they raise a lot. So they pay a lot of influencers. They publish a press release on some crypto medias, cost thousands of dollars. They attend to a lot of events. They organize after party, spending a lot. <laughs> 
But guys, this ne has never and will never contribute to future incomes. It's all about business. So we decided to be focused on the two main pillars of uh, any business, capital efficiency and business efficiency. You know, uh, if it's to recruit people to uh, make a basic task with uh, no added value, it's useless. You have a lot of way today to automate. Uh, I, I'm in love with uh, automation, uh, for example. And we started to manage manually some process. I spent some time, uh, for example, last weekend to automate. And rather than spending one hour to manage the process, now it's five minutes. So rather than recruiting someone to handle and help us on this, and honestly, doing repetitive tasks, it's not what is the most um, exciting uh, for a person. Here, it's, I have automated everything I could. So a business, sustainability, profitability, it's all about capital efficiency and business efficiency. We haven't spent a lot of money until now in marketing. Why? Because... Uh, What is the, the sense to have a few thousand followers on, on uh, Twitter? Mm -hmm. Most of them are just uh, bots, as we know, and people who will never buy your product. No, we need, we need a potential customer. Absolutely. So for this, you have to be able to tell them, guys, now you can subscribe. It's, it's, it's ready, and this moment will come in uh, January. By the way, we have started to, to, to sell pre-sell our product pre-sell before it exists yeah 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 okay. it exists we have a launch a lifetime subscription limited edition on several blockchain and people can uh, mint an nft okay it's a uh, 33 dollar for uh, no gas fees experience for life uh, up to 30 transactions per day for life on artera after mainnet they will be able, able to bridge The NFT minted, for example, on EAT, Optimism, or Polygon, uh, uh, BNB, to bridge to Arterai to redeem their uh, lifetime subscription. Is there any significance to the number 33? Is that the Jesus Christ number? <laughs> uh, I'm in love with... No, not, I, I'm in love with uh, numbers, you know, and some particular numbers. On some blockchain, it's one, 111. On some, it's 222. On uh, Ethereum, it's uh, 444. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Laurent, what, what would you say throughout this adventure that you've um, embarked on, what would you say were or are your major challenges that you're facing or have faced? Uh, Short-termism. You know, um, actually, our uh, industry is really um, short-term oriented. I see. Yeah, I see. You know, yeah. and uh, crypto-oriented. Right. Uh, when Moon, when Lambo. Of course. When uh, we are waiting, uh, we are spending more time to wait the return of uh, the bull market than uh, really try to onboard the, the, the masses and develop our industry this is uh, the, the it's a mindset this is the main uh, mm -hmm. limitation yeah unfortunately we have it's the uh, human nature of greed which which will always be there it's it's up to us to to make it clear and more sustainable to onboard and in, in a healthy web3 yeah yeah you, you know if if i can add a word um, sure 
it's up to people if they feel comfortable i don't criticize for me it's just facts mm-hmm. i come back to uh, satoshi nakamoto white paper and uh, i invite anybody to read it again uh, far away from the technical aspect what is the phil- philosophical promise mm-hmm. it's to experiment doing things differently as simple as it is okay there is no definitive way of doing it's just an invitation to experiment to do things differently if we are just reproducing some behavior and even more amplifying some behavior i think we we, we miss we miss the point you know uh, we we should uh, keep in mind the subscribe sub, subprime crisis you know it it was uh, but we are now reproducing same kind of mechanism time to time in defi you know okay guys if it works uh, great but show me when in the history this uh, has been sustainable forever no you know hyper speculation always and in the worst way we can uh, imagine always always just study history you know it's <laughs> takes few minutes to to have a look there is dozen 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 example being greedy at the moment yep. it's a economical <laughs> disaster so uh, we decide to, to experiment something uh, to do d- differently simply and i'm really excited to see that more and more people are eager to join and contribute to be honest oh absolutely i mean there are there are negative things that happen but um, i think that we do well hopefully we do draw lessons from from some of the disasters that have happened within the space that are growing pains that are enabling us to move forward. So with that said, um, well, Laurent, this has been a very uh, insightful conversation. Wanted just to ask you, is there anything, I think we've, we've, we've come sort of towards the end of, of our, uh, uh, of our session, unless actually if there's anything that I have not asked or that I might have missed about Artera that you wanted to share. No, thanks. Thanks for this, uh, pleasant, uh, and, uh, inspiring a uh, discussion one more time i could keep talking about what we are building uh, for uh, for hours i invite people uh, to have a look what we we propose feel free to join and contribute you can be a, a community member a builder a validator anybody a partner feel free to join and contribute i say it again we try to create particular relation with uh, each person involved from the community to projects to validators we know that uh, we can't satisfy anybody we welcome the, the one who feel comfortable with our uh, vision and we invite them to enter in this co-building process it's really important part of what we are doing uh, feel free to follow us on twitter or uh, join us on our telegram group we built in public we discuss with uh, each one we are uh, eager to uh, to uh, welcome uh, any uh, idea a question it's all about co-building humans co-building with humans for humans don't be late <laughs> um you in terms of following your work if i'm not mistaken for it's artera right the handle is artera chain exactly 
Um, is there anywhere else that people should contact or in case they wanted to follow your work or contact you? Uh, what's the best way to do that? Uh, just uh, join uh, our Telegram group. Mm -hmm. uh, you will find the, 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 the link on our uh, website, artea.net. Okay. Or uh, you can send us a message on uh, Twitter. Our DM are open. Or you can find me on uh, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, the same. It's always uh, my name. Or on Telegram, the same. I welcome uh, any message. Great. We will actually, we will include all that in our show notes for people to follow. Well, Laurent, thanks so much for painting your, your vision and strides for Artera uh, and bringing your core mission and concepts closer for our audience's understanding. Uh, Web3 is a promising yet sometimes confusing and messy place. <laughs> and um, I think it's key to contribute conversations such as this, such as these, uh, to be more transparent in what teams are doing. So with that, I thank you again. And I wish you all the best for, for Maynet and beyond. Thank you. I will add just one uh, one uh, word, uh, Nina. Sure. Uh, uh, I told you previously that I will share with you uh, uh, what we call an alpha. Ah, yes. We will launch... Breaking news. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we will launch soon and sooner that uh, what people can expect, a multi-chain subscription. You will be able to subscribe on Artera and enjoy a no transaction fees experience on several blockchains. Well, that's perfect. Yeah. Welcome to the real mass adoption. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, thanks to you. Uh, Laurent, thanks so much. Uh, we will include all this information and uh, best of luck and uh, no stress. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. You know, uh, people ask me uh, often if I'm not uh, stressed. I say, if, no, you know, we are uh, pretty uh, busy, but uh, it's never-ending uh, race but i feel uh, lucky to be able to uh, realize uh, what i have uh, imagined a few years ago having a dedicated uh, and diversified uh, team for me and seeing more and more projects uh, joining and uh, really excited also to implement a new business model it means that uh, we are not alone and uh, each day uh, uh, more and more people are joining so uh, yes it's exciting Thank you. Very much so. Laurent, thanks so much and uh, all the best. Thank you. See you soon. See you. Thanks again to our guests and thank you everyone for listening. Thanks also to the Barium Music team for providing their music. You can check them out on barriamusic.com. The episode supporting information is on our website, blockchainrecorded.com. Our podcast is available on Google, Apple, and Amazon Podcasts, as well as on YouTube, Spotify, and Radio Public. You can follow us on Twitter at Recorded Podcast and YouTube, where we are super grateful for your support. Stay tuned for our next episode.